Welcome to SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. Hi, I'm Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counselor and clinically certified domestic violence counselor and the creator of SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities and the owner of Claremont Mental Health. Today we're going to talk about reasons why narcissists go to therapy. You heard me, narcissists go to therapy. It is a myth that narcissists do not go to therapy. I was inspired to make this video by a friend of mine who's in the middle of divorcing an overt narcissist. I mean, it's it's obvious that this person is a narcissist, right? It's, it's pretty clear cut. And this person went to her lawyer and felt like that by explaining to her lawyer the, the soon-to-be ex's personality that that would make them more armed and ready for court. And the, her own lawyer said to her, I doubt that he's a narcissist because he goes to therapy. And that made me think, you know, I think we need to do a video about this because I'm telling you for a fact that narcissists do go to therapy and they thoroughly enjoy therapy as a matter of fact, especially if they find the right therapist. I just used air quotes. I don't care. I use air quotes. Oh well. Um, but the reason I used air quotes is because when I say right therapist, I mean the therapist that's going to fuel them in the ways that they desire. And we'll get to that in just a second. Don't forget that narcissism exists on a spectrum and narcissistic personalities exist on a spectrum as well. There's also overt narcissism and covert narcissism. Often the types of narcissists that we will see in therapy are those that will employ the covert form of narcissism. The difference between overt narcissism and covert narcissism is not that covert narcissists or covert narcissism are that those individuals are trying to fly under the radar and be undetected. That's not what we mean by covert narcissism. It's very easy to confuse. Covert narcissism simply means that instead of me feeling superior over others, that I will see myself as that others hold themselves as being superior over me. In other words, covert narcissism sounds a lot like poor me, poor me, poor baby. My suffering is unique. You don't understand me truly because of everything that I've been through. And um, also, I really don't want to get better because that would be robbing me of my suffering and I overly identify with my suffering, okay? Overt narcissism is I'm better than everyone. Um, no one is better than me. I'm the best at this or that. I invented 
suggested that it was my idea and other people are stupid and I'm the smartest. Okay, that's overt narcissism. So what we'll see in therapy a lot are, are narcissistic individuals who will employ more of the covert narcissism, at least in therapy. It doesn't mean that they're always using covert narcissism. They can be using overt narcissism outside of the therapy office. And then when they come to therapy, they're employing more of the covert narcissism. Okay, hope that's clear. Overt versus covert, right? It's important to remember. Now, here are some reasons why narcissists come to therapy. Number one, validation. Validation, right? We all like validation and they will change the narrative so that it paints them in a certain light. The way that they tell the stories are strategic in terms of making sure that the therapist sees them as the person who all the bad things are happening to. This person did this to me. Um, I poor me, I lost my job out of nowhere and I have no idea how I, or why I lost my job. Um, so they're going to come into the session looking for validation, but they get the validation by ch shifting that narrative so that the therapist sees them as being the person who is struggling as opposed to the one that is making others struggle. Uh, and so then that therapist will validate their feelings um, and that makes them feel really good. Everybody likes validation. I like validation. I ask for it at the end of all of my YouTube videos, asking you to like and subscribe. Validation feels good, right? Okay, so they will come to therapy for validation. Number two, triangulation. Narcissists love triangulation. It's one of their most favorite strategies to use to manipulate others. and. Narcissists like to weaponize therapy. So in other words, they're gonna use the therapy or the therapist in some way that helps them gain favor or achieve their goals, even if um, they're twisting the therapeutic process or they're lying about the things that go on in therapy in order to further their cause. So for example, they will triangulate even in a fictional way, say to their, their spouse or the target, they'll say, well, my therapist says that you are dishonest and that's why I have anxiety because I can't trust in this relationship and if you would just communicate better, then so they'll say the therapist said this or in therapy this or that happened. So they're weaponizing therapy, they're triangulating, trying to use the therapist to then um, subjugate, convince, persuade their target. Another reason why narcissists go to therapy is because they are fueled by attention and emotion. And they will often gravitate towards a therapist who is very empathetic, um, sees the best in everyone, um, the therapist that will sometimes do more work than the client in terms of, <laughs> you know, really digging deep in therapy. So um, they have a way of evoking this attention and emotion through their sob stories. And sometimes their sob stories are true. Remember, abused people abuse people. So many times a narcissist will have had 
um, some kind of story from their past that is terrible and awful that can be the root cause of a lot of things in terms of how the therapist might be viewing the client. Um, and then if the therapist is enthusiastic and shows um, compassion and sympathy, then that reads as emotion. Um, and then two, they kind of feed off their own emotions in a way, and many of them cry a lot in therapy. So they'll be crying, especially if it's a man, a grown man sobbing in a therapy office for some client for some therapists that's like oh they're having a moment you know like they're really getting in touch with their emotions and uh, it seems like that they're being genuine if there are real tears so that's going to really draw the therapist in and help fuel the narcissist oh it worked um boy she really bought that one <laughs> you know and uh when the narcissist sees on the therapist's face that look of compassion that really gets them going and charges them up. So they're fueled by attention and emotion and therapists give you 100% of their attention for the hour or hopefully anyway, um, and emotion is a lot of what's being talked about. Finally, when narcissists go to therapy, that gives them their sheep's clothing as well. It gives them this cloak to make it seem like that they are seeking true change, that they're really trying to um, address their issues. It makes it look like they're, they're self-searching um, and that they're willing to change and that they're willing to take suggestions. So when you, when you see this person and they're saying, oh, I go to therapy, they're talking about their therapist, they're talking about this book that they, that they read, um, and oh man, it's been so great. And um, it's like, wow, you know, you're impressed that this person is taking this journey. And so you don't realize then how dangerous or how abusive the person can be or how toxic they can be. But if you do see those things, you're like, oh, they have the capability to change. Um, so the sheep's clothing factor covers a lot of bases. It's you can change, you're willing, you are egodystonic, meaning that you're always you know, looking for what's wrong and maybe you can fix it. Um, so that sheep's clothing aspect of it is really important. And if you'd like to hear more about that part of it, I have a video called Why Narcissists Claim to be Empaths. So I would check that video out for sure. I hope this has been helpful. Narcissists do go to therapy. I know this for a fact. I'm tired of hearing that they don't. Um, I'm tired of hearing that if someone goes to therapy that that just cancels out the possibility that they could be a narcissist. Um, and I'd like to spread the word and spread this information not only among the targets, um, but also among therapists and mental health professionals and helping professionals to let you know that they do walk around in sheep's clothing and they are in our office and they are sitting across from us. They just don't look like what we expected them to look like. Okay, I hope this was helpful. And like I said, therapists need affirmation and validation too. Please be sure to like and subscribe. Thanks. Bye.
If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the Snap Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at the official Snap. Thanks for listening.